smoke inside. I'm so glad that the. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm so glad this album's on Spotify now. Lose your security. Lose your security deposit. Be a man. <laughs> yeah, we we were we couldn't believe it. It finally showed up this morning. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do with myself. Two weeks. Two weeks after submission. <laughs> two weeks after release date. Is that normal for yeah. Spotify? Or that's no. no. It, okay. I, it was. I believe it was TuneCore. I think when they when I. Um, turned in my stuff and they sent them to the online stores they somehow forgot to do the most important one hmm. aren't those just robots though yeah, like, yeah that's that's what i was gonna say this doesn't seem like something that would be a human you know human error i don't know it's, like hey james yeah, have you got way- did you get through the m's today joey yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a lady yeah most name. of them <laughs> They're just mailing stuff out. It's just a lady. <laughs> is it? Is yeah, you it upload the MP3s for them to burn <laughs> yeah. it on a CD and right. mail it to Spotify LLC, yeah. One <laughs> yeah. World Trade Center. I'm picturing an old lady in like an impossibly like infinite library going up a huge ladder, right? Like blowing the dust off the uh, the R's. Mm-hmm. I like I'm she taking... reads the album title and she goes, "Ooh, is there cake left in the dining hall?" <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. It's weird because I send mad emails like out of panic, and they're and they're like responding to them one by one, but they were all like throughout the course of a week. So like they responded to the most early one, being like, "Oh, we're sorry, we'll take care of this," and then it shows up, and they're still writing me about all the other like nasty emails I sent. It's this like whirlwind of of uh, of uh, call and response to my email. That I'm not going to engage in because that's got nothing to do with me. You're done now, though. It's out. Yeah. Does it feel like you have to wait for Spotify to be out for it to officially be out? Mm. It felt it felt like that at first. Like I was worried that like, well, if it's not on Spotify, then it isn't out. But mm. then people just kind of um, figured out how to use Bandcamp, which is insane. <laughs> It would have been nice to get all those streams, though, that uh, they did on Bandcamp on Spotify. Right. Yeah. It's more sexy for those numbers to be on, you know, the the more popular DSPs. You could have gotten $17 from all those streams. Yeah, you would have got paid, though. (laughs) Yeah. Solid. And actually, you might not have gotten paid as much if it was on Spotify. People might have just been like, I'll just... Right? Yeah. Yeah, that is something Mike and I were talking about. Like, you know, this kind of... It sucks in, a, in like, a presentation way, but, like, it turned out to be much more lucrative because uh, people had no choice. Right. So it's an interesting thing because does Spotify give artists an avenue to sell product? Because I feel like a lot of people, with how good the Bandcamp app is now, are not necessarily leveraging that. It, like, it'll let you keep playing. It'll just say, hey, by the way, you've listened to this album four times. You sure you don't want to buy it? like a guilt thing but i don't believe it'll actually cut it off it just also gives you the ability to like buy a shirt or whatever if you're i'm sure if you're the foo fighters you can sell whatever the fuck you want on spotify but if you're moses rockwell is it easy to be like i'm also going to sell my vinyl through spotify uh you know i've never sold merch on spotify but like sometimes i'll be listening to something and i'll notice there's like the little merch bar link at the bottom of their profile um but I've never taken advantage of it. I'm not sure if Mike has. I don't know. I don't have Mike, what is your... be interesting and be interested in buying something for me to do that for. 
Mike, uh, what is your official artist name? <laughs> that's a great that's a great question, Chuck. Um, <laughs> who are you? Yeah. Uh, so like I've been doing the, the like changing name thing for like 10 years, maybe 15 or so, because I hate everything that happens when uh, I pick a name. Um, so right now, I guess on the Moses Rockwell record, he just has my name as the production, right? Yeah, any all all the production credits are just what? my just my. I don't think you got name. any production credit, Mike. That's fucked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but like, so on Spotify, I'm Smith, and like the I is like the little point up thing. Uh, like the six, if you like shift the six key, is like the little point up thing. Okay. Oh um, yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. Uh, but that's completely ungoogleable um, mm. and also unfindable. So when I rapped at first, like when I was a rapper and a younger man, I went by Winston Smith, like the 1984 character. Um, so then I shortened it to just Smith with that stupid character. Um, and then I didn't like that. So like a couple years ago, I changed to um, – and locust like and like a and d locust because uh-huh. where i first learned to make beats was on the corner of lake drive and locust in milwaukee um but then the the production that i did for curly castro like last year he put it wrong and just put locust so my band camp is smith and locust and and just locust and now just my name and also with Moses, regular Henry, and also plain old Mike. So, you know, I'll be rich soon. Thank you. So on the regular Henry <laughs> is all the songs, on Spotify is all the songs that you rhyme on, right? Yeah, that's the group, that's right? right? That's you two together? Or no? Yeah. Okay. Yes, we are regular Henry. Yeah. And Steve, did why? you know you're listed as produced by Steve Jarek on this as opposed to We've had a, we had a text thread about this. Um, so I, had, yeah. I, pre- I appreciate that. I programmed I was, all it the It is hi-hats. a podcast. <laughs> it is a podcast. I was doing it for the uh, listeners that aren't on our text threads. That's true. I just, want, I just want you to get those publishing checks, baby. I appreciate that. <clears throat> but have you guys haven't released anything as regular Henry that isn't on this record yet, right? No, regular Henry is, is still just an idea. Do you think you'll but change we, the name before that release? I don't know. I mean, I'd I like that, to. Really? I think that, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's my thing. That's I think that thing. name is kind of fly. No, I like it too. But I just like to change stuff. So. Right. Yeah, no, I like the name too. I'm going to let it go. So are you, are you a Rochester guy now? Are you where where you come besides I'm that? in yeah, okay. I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. Dope. You guys spent a lot of time in Milwaukee. I don't think I've ever been in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yep. Chuck, Milwaukee. I was, try- I was Milwaukee trying to time. think. I don't think so. I've watched an awful lot of Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. And, was there, and what's, what's, the, what's colder, Rochester or? They're about the same, I think. Okay. This is why you guys I, get along so well? It might be a little colder here, but they might get a little bit more snow. Okay. It was the late 90s, early 2000s hip-hop group from Milwaukee that had the shirts that said Wisconsin instead of Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that, um, was that the the guys that did Heart Shape Box? Or am I confusing Jack, two groups? So Jack Crack, 
I think that was That's, one of the guy's names. Yes, um, yep. and he and he like battle rapped all the time or whatever. Yeah, because I remember from Scribble Jam. Yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I remember those guys were nice. Yeah, I can't remember the name now. I totally forgot about those guys. I thought you were asking about um, uh, shit. What's that? I mean, we have uh, Arrested Development was from here. Oh shit! Um, oh, there that's, you go. that's a big one. That Tennessee, is a big one. That's right. Um, <laughs> I would have assumed. I, I would have thought were from that. Nashville. <laughs> right, right. We couldn't have made. Yeah. Uh, there's one other Cuckoo Cal. Do you remember Cuckoo Cal? Of course. Yeah. 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 He was Mil- he was from Milwaukee. Okay. And that was, guy. What was Cuckoo Cal's big? Big my projects. My, yes. projects, my projects. Oh my yep. god! Yeah. Yep, and then and then I think Cipher sounds A and R that project. Well, okay. I just made that. It up. would have been cool if he could have helped him out more because he then, like, immediately after that song was hot, turned into a crackhead. He fell. Um, he like, fell off. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, like way down, way down. How do you spell this? I don't remember this. Cuckoo, as in like yeah, cuckoo cow. Hello. <laughs> It might be K's. I don't no, know. it's cuckoo like cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Like C's. Okay. I thought C-O-O, it was cool. C-O-O. C-O-O, oh. yep. yep. It's not cool, cool. Was no. he the one who had stage like cool, fright? Cool, cool. I feel like I heard a story about him that had, he had stage fright or something like that. Maybe I just I made that up too. Maybe the crack helped with that. I don't know. I would imagine crack would be f- phenomenal for stage fright. Yeah. Have you guys ever like, gone... <laughs> Have you guys ever gone to be uh, a rap act that you like really like listening to, mm. and then you realize they don't like performing, like they're they're like afraid to to rock? Mm. I remember mm. one person in particular. Yeah, I feel it's bad cr- calling him out. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you don't have to. It's just it's just crazy, like because you think everyone thinks rappers are invincible, and then like. You see them in the flesh, and like, oh, everyone is everyone is just struggling out here to, to be a like person. Here. Yeah, and I and I always think actually people's music sounds a lot better when they get on stage and like have energy to it. Where there's been uh, like so many people that I've seen live and then have listened to it after the fact and been like, I don't know why this had me open last night. This mm-hmm. is not that good, <laughs> right? But yeah, there's just something about being there. So yeah. to see someone that's actually having the opposite effect, where you say, oh, he can't live up to the record is someone mm-hmm. who really really doesn't like performing or not necessarily that they can't that they just or maybe you'll catch someone on on an off night and they're just like nervous or something mm. i don't know mm. Ooh, that's a good point i remember seeing i don't know if it's worth saying the name but it was someone uh who odyssey was opening up for steven i think you were there and the crowd like started getting actually mad at him for the lack of energy whoa was he sitting on a stool or something? Or like a, He's just like standing. Like a very desk chair? Kind of, no, just standing very stoically. Mm. And just rapping with like no hand. Like kind of looking like what how Dre did at the Super Bowl halftime, but then also not killing it. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of standing there holding the mic, no arm gestures. I've probably done, I've performed a handful of times not standing but sitting in like a stool or mm. something that maybe felt like it could have aesthetically made sense but i remember i know that every time i've done that it felt unearned <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not there yet only like you know not to speak speak ill of the dead but like bill cosby will come out and like sit down and just perform in the chair yeah like you got to be old, and you have to be like a legendary. Status. Wait, did did Bill Cosby die? 
He didn't. He definitely no, didn't die, right? <laughs> no, he's alive. Comedy. Yeah, but he's alive. I mean, it's just not. It's not cool. To it's not. Gonna, he's not gonna make it. Uh. Yo, I just want to shout out my hero right now. <laughs> <laughs> me and Mike. Me and Mike were talking the other day. I mean, I guess people are talking about Cosby because of the documentary, but I just have this memory of of something my dad said to me when I was like eight or nine. I told him, I, I when I grow up, I'd like to. I want to be a comedian. That was always what I would say when I was young. Mm. And I remember my dad saying, well, look, if you're going to do that, do what Bill Cosby did. Go to school, get your degree, and then decide you should get in the show business. And I said, okay. He goes, you hear me? To be exactly like Bill Cosby. Do everything <laughs> Bill Cosby does. <laughs> if, you, if you take anything from what I'm saying to you, just be like Bill Cosby. Do not deviate one iota. <laughs> Full Cosby. Listen, son, no matter what happens. <laughs> the Spanish fly can be purchased at any gas station. We were talking about this in the other episode, but I still can't get over I think the best punchline of 2022 <laughs> is the Jake Cole that yeah. I'm not on some Cosby shit, but if people are sleeping, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's gnarly. Yeah. That's rough. That is a rough one. So you guys have a record out. Yeah. Probably yeah. Give, me, give me a second here. Somebody sift me out the rubble Bioshock, five o'clock stubble Lying rider, pick up a grift, gimmick or hustle Like I ain't got a full deck of 52 to shuffle Hitherto unruffled But as of late been acting oddly You should have seen me back when I could land an ollie I was full of gall, guts, grit and moxie Now all I do is sit and talk shit through a pop screen TDM and on we Peter, you've become a pirate Succumb to lust and abruptly sully your diet Do not attempt to adjust your receiver wires Trust me, you don't want to see me overturn my eyelids Truly, I could really use some human kindness Excluded from the upper crust and pious, I mean I'm either zoot suit, riot, or radio silent I mean, I need new moon boots and new snow tires I'm cool at ducking spotlights and sirens I'm here to chew bubblegum and usurp tyrants Soothsayer science, UFO and Sasquatch sightings And good tidings Yo, I don't wanna talk about crypto I wanna reinstall cake, walk onto 98 windows My body ain't a temple, it's a rental Hardy misanthrope, I thought he hit the cover roll Like body ain't bingo, troglodyte, schizo You're talking to a fossilized crystal I'm talking through a beak made of Pringles Burned you on a beat to any tempo Carry the combined heat of 98 Zippos Origami crane through your window Could I be the best? Let me check Does DMX potty train pitbulls? It ain't as simple as a beta in a fishbowl But all I hear is face tat and tiny brain bimbos I heard about your record release But to be honest, I kinda would rather ingest bleach I'd rather inject dope into a vein of my feet Speaking of which, the pretty gross I think it's called varicose Dude, you know they have treatment for that, right? Like you could just go to a doctor and get help with your varicose veins I mean, do what you want Still haven't tried agave yet, man. I steer clear of cigarettes, Nazis, and Kanye West fans. Yellow bellies, non-brace, sweatpants, and Def Jam. Founders surrounded by Sean J. Headbands. Left hand, three-card Monty. Right hand, lights out, no R. Padre. Ponzu on the cadres of undercooked Ponzi. Schemes with wet dreams of pushy paparazzi. For the record, I could never land in Holly. Hand of Fonzie, just don't like getting hurt. Kamikaze cowardice, love on dead stock. Wrestle with my conscience, got his mug in a headlock. Spot full of 
Full of skin jobs on TikTok, pandering, giving barrel bottoms a rim job. I'm practicing dim mop while eating bib bim bop and a mint sob. Seance with brim rock to bring back Bismarck. Hip hop is a place we don't relish the truth. I give real rebels salute, no levels to prove. I kill my demons in seven games and devil in two. And I may be a piece of shit, but I'm still better than you. Yep. Who programmed those drums? I mean, Jesus, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good beat, man. That's a fucking... <laughs> this is a banger. Yeah. I love this beat. Sometimes after I do a thing that I really like, yeah. it doesn't feel like I did it. Because <laughs> I like it so much, I'm like, yeah. holy shit. That's yeah. a good beat. Like, if somebody else did it. Yeah, I like that. That one. sounds like a like a drummer that's going off the rails, but still staying on time. It's, it's a thing of beauty. Yeah, it's a few different things kind of layered, you know? There's right. like a regular thing happening, and then some like off things happening, do, too. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is all programmed? You're, are you playing the the drum pads? Do you have a drum set? What are you doing? No, you don't have to tell I, me anything. I'm, you can't give away your secrets. I get that. No, I'm happy to. I can't play anything. It's all just drawn in with a mouse. That's drawn <clears> in like with a mouse, not even a pad. Uh, no, no okay. pads. Interesting. No pads. There's like, because there's like a break in there, but then there's also yeah. some like syncopated stuff behind yeah. it. So it's just lining it up right and cutting and moving and pasting stuff around. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think watching me make beats would be really fucking boring because I just it's just like the mouse. My 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 dad's a mus- musician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so you did all the beats on yeah. this? No, not all of them. Uh, but, but that one. I did that one. Yeah. What's, that, did, what's the noise yeah. that goes? It's just a synth. I just play. I've just played a synth. I don't remember which one. Cool. Uh, I, I believe the beats are split. It like we did half and half, just about. Yeah, about. Yeah, I think that's right. The only the only thing I didn't touch at all, like do anything with at all, mm-hmm. was uh, auctioning air. Like that's to- that was a hundred percent totally done. Didn't do anything. No mixing. No mastering. No nothing. Like it was done. Okay. Everything else, I messed around with a little bit and that's only out for what six months eight months a year somewhere uh just about a year yeah but i think the the only reason like that session didn't go through mike is because i didn't i don't have the session we i just had the master it sounds great though i mean it did i don't think it needed any tinkering i think it sounded great no in fact i think it may have been sort of like the uh prototype not prototype but like thing we used as an example and built the whole rest of the record around the way that sounded yeah that leads to what i wanted to ask because it's upswing snaggletooth and auctioning air all came out in advance of the record which dropped on Bandcamp, you know roughly two weeks ago and on spotify actually today right yeah those yeah. three in terms of the creative process were all where like it sounds like auctioning air was right at, at near the beginning of the record um, yeah, I think I think Upswing came out February of 2020 and then <clears throat> Snaggletooth in June of that same year and then last year I uh I put out Auctioning Air like around this time. So, I don't know. The long story short, COVID ruined everything. Like I was there was momentum and then everything just stopped. So, the process got dragged. Um through over a couple of years of, of a lot of stop and go, you know. Yeah. 
But it wasn't a thing where you, you know, in in like the 80s, I feel like people would do the entire record and then they would sit around and be like, all right, what are the things we're going to put out? Whereas it seems like these were just kind of put out in the run of, of play, so to speak. Did you know they were all going on this record that you guys were working towards? Or like, how's, how does the whole project come together? Well, so uh, initially the record was the um, everything is literally the worst. And I was working towards that idea and that sound like I'd made, I'd spent like a year just making beats to fit this idea, you know? And then I think everything was the worst. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'd like to get away from this idea because it's too real and like not helpful, you know? And I don't want to keep making these kinds of records that are just sort of, oh, woe was me. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of fell out of love with that idea and then started doing stuff with with Mike we had ideas for another project and then I was like you know what I think what we should do is just finish the thing I'm working on and pivot sort of conceptually and um, and I don't know we just kind of were very focused for I don't know like six months I think that's right yeah and just and just i don't know made it work he initially wanted to not use those three songs because they had been kind of established online and had a sound mm-hmm. um but i think i think it all fits yeah i think they know, fit well they fit enough for you for you to like ask like what how did this work out mm-hmm. you know were they supposed to be you know so yeah. i i think it, it sort of all melted together for the record i didn't want to not use them i just was like should we use them Cause I like to ask the question, yeah. you know, uh-huh. like yeah. throw it against the wall, yeah. see if it sticks. Yeah, yeah. I love those songs, man. And 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 particularly the auctioning air, like the end of that, mm-hmm. like the whole the whole vibe of that, which is like, yeah, things are terrible, but also they're not terrible. You know what I mean? It's like has both things in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like the vibe of the whole thing, like, you know, of particularly record. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Sweet. Even the think, cover, think, we were talking about it, right? Like he, like he's drowning, but he's he's saving that piece, right? Like it's not <laughs> under, like he's saving it, and I think he's smiling too. Mm-hmm. It's I, I debate: is he drowning or did he find the cake on the bottom? Oh. And he's jumping up to show, like, look what I got, you know? See, I never thought about it that way. Well, I, th- I mean, the idea—not that you asked, but I think we should address it—is yeah. like, <laughs> you know, if everything stinks. But if there's one good thing, then you're good. Like if there's one thing that is okay, then you're okay. Um, so obviously that's what what cake means. Cake is your one last good thing that's gonna get you through. But but going back to, I feel like uh, the lemonade intro is is perfect. Like with the it kind of exists as almost two songs. It's like mm-hmm. I'm so excited to hear the record and I really think Moses and I'm not just saying this because you're a friend and a co-host of the show is like one of the 10 best active MCs out right now like it's super I get super excited every time I hear new verses from you and like hearing Lemonade it's you're crushing it and then when the beat kind of changes into something else and you know it's like the C and double off the single malt like that that goes into this whole I'm like yo this record is like is this a De La Soul album? Like all of a sudden it just has this feel of there's like a little turn there. And then it, from there it goes into upswing, which just kind of kind of gives a little gut punch and centralizes the focus back. And knowing it, knowing that I knew the song, but not 
not having like studied the track list and knowing I was going to hear it, I was like, oh, we're really fucking in for it. Like this, like just for even just for the first listen arc, I was like, this is a really, really great like first five minutes to a record. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Very well sequenced record. Sick. I fucking love Lemonade too. That's yeah. one of my favorite songs on the. Yeah. And it was it was uh, Moses' idea to because those were two different beats that I sent, mm. um, not together. And he was like, we should just combine those two. And then I initially thought that the what's now the second beat should go first, and mm. then the other one should go second. And he was like, no, do it the other way. And I trust him. He's put out more rap records than me, so I'm like, yep, that's yeah. fine. I'll do it. And yeah. So, yeah, it's fucking fantastic, man. I have that song in my head every day. Why don't why don't we why don't we listen every to day. that? If that if you guys are cool yeah. with that. Sure. I feel like it's worth listening to. And we can stare at you awkwardly. While we're <coughs> yes. Okay. Wait, my can I say part. one thing before of you course, start? Of course. This is the first these songs hmm. I'm not gonna be uncomfortable no. watching people listen to them. That's a that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like, like, like uh, to compare it to like the other times we've done this. Yes. Uh, like, you know, take my headphones off and walk away. Like, I'm cool. I'm cool. I thought you just had to pee a lot. Nah, it's just it's fucking so embarrassing. <laughs> usually. <laughs> All right, let's get into lemonade. Chrome Bills episode one eighty two. New Jersey, stand up. What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> You're not going to spoil our little party. Our party was Literally 0% of us are from the <laughs> Happened to me like this since I was a kid. Something nice happens. It always manages to get messed up. Dead awake, the weather's been heather gray. Today I'll give a buck to a bum, then I'll pet a stray. Today I may adjust to the muddle and disarray. I read this off a water stiffened page from a rather wicked place. Be that as it may, still don't be led astray. Taking all of the grace that we demonstrate. I have never been content with second place. I could pay my rent by selling lemonade. I'll pay the freight and then I'll descend into the affray. And hope that what I say could resonate. Or even ricochet. Either way, I'm touching base. We could either set a pace or run in place. We could render obsolete or acclimate I dub Bob, Bobalina, and Benita Apple bumming every tape in second grade Cause I was fly to say I dropped top dollar on a Jimmy Palmiotti Painkiller Jane Traded it for shut him down bionics and bionics Okay I used to wear a shirt in the pool Then I would run and duck for cover inside I used to blush, I turned purple and blue Then I would soak under a colorless sky I threw a fit when all my succulents died You're dealing with a true hunk of a guy I recycle, repeat, and vote independent But I ain't really trying to compete in the woke Olympics Practice what I preach and never leave shit open-ended Not to be a broken record, but I don't wanna waste your time with anecdotal excerpts You heard it from the anti-social network Made a copious effort over breaks that make your neck hurt My audience Coeds in Patagonia sweatshirts and Tiva buckles Couldn't tell you what exactly this is leading up to Belly trouble blowing milk of magnesia bubbles Pardon me I'm seeing double off the single malt I lay a verse like salt bass sprinkle salt drop cause signal lost And I'm not withholding a single thought The kid is a sophisticate of intermittent loss There's no cheat code that'll kill the biggest boss Whip wisdom out of wounds beat bullies into broth Okay, I just took in the breath of engine exhaust Got voids to fill, destroy and build I'm shirtless on a bucket pulling ducklings out of oil spills Stuck in an industry that ignores skills 
It will be Christianly of you to sit and listen You could fill this ball cap with six more bills I've been working, I've been busking, I've been indoors still Somebody inform hell, yo, your boy's climbing out of the void Composing the ungodliest noise I never learned the difference of teriyaki and soy It's a mystery, I've remained even partly employed That's only proof that no matter what troubles are in front of you That there's always a call to rejoice And give thanks And celebrate till you run out of cake And give thanks Celebrate so you run out of cake. Hey, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank Dude, you. Dude, that is, that is fire. Do you really not know the difference between teriyaki and soy? I find that hard to believe. Is that just um, for the rhymes? I remember I sent that to um, to Sandman. Mm-hmm. And Sandman is like a very good um, listener. Litmus test. When it comes to, when it comes to like rap writing. He'll before he tells you what you think of it, he'll address things in the song. Like I remember when I sent him that, he just wrote me like teriyaki sweet, soy is salty. Right. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. <laughs> I, I really never thought about it. I kinda you know, I'll take either. What prompted I mean, I know it's always weird when you're naming a song that doesn't have a hook or a, a refrain or anything. Mm-hmm. But what prompted I mean you say I could pay my rent by selling lemonade. Yeah. So what of um, that lyric made made you pick that as a song title? Oh, I was just thinking about like what it feels like to tell your parents that you're going to try to pursue music to make a living. <laughs> like you might as well tell you might as well tell them you you're going to uh buy a house like you know w- with a setting up a lemonade stand and raising money that way. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do your parents Back. think about this record? My folks have never listened to my music. Or siblings. So they just kind of... You should force they, them to listen to this record. Not even, in, not even in person? Never been to a show, even one that was local? The, the, the closest anyone in my family has come to listening and enjoying to my music mm. is telling Alexa to play Moses Rockwell as I enter like a family get together. <laughs> and that is kind of funny. <laughs> to like, to, to fuck with me. Cause yeah. they know how I can't handle that. Wow. You know? Respect. But that's what, that's uh, what, what song does Alexa pull? If you just say play Moses Rockwell, you know, what's funny. I don't know why I remember this. I feel like I shouldn't, but it, it uh, last time that happened, it was like, one of the interludes from Subterranean Sweatpants. Huh. With no with no raps on it. Thank God. That's hilarious. How about, well, how about you? I will Mike? I will tell you, uh, Moses, that my mom is very proud of you. She <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. She wrote that in my text recently. Huh. I sent it to her and she was like, I'm proud of you guys. This sounds amazing. That's awesome. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah. That that rules. Hell yeah. 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 Miss, oh. Miss Sheehan one, Miss D'Angelo zip. <laughs> uh, when I was younger, I think I told uh, most this. When I was younger and rapping more, we actually had my mom come in and sing on a song. Dope. We, like yeah. record, yeah, we had, like recorded her. So it was um, what was the sample? It was the it was the um, Ennio Morricone, mm-hmm. the uh, what's the spaghetti western, the big one? Uh, Good, the yeah, bad, yeah, the yeah. ugly. Thank you. Um, it was it was a sample from that, and there's there's like singing in that song, like mm. these like kind of operatic samples. Yeah. And my mom came in and sang with it, and we kind of like textured her in there and like did a bunch of. Re- it's actually sounded really cool. Nice. Um, that was like <laughs> twenty years ago, but 
So she's she's supportive. That's so, dope. Yeah. So you've been doing this for twenty years. Yeah, man. Nice. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I it's um, I I like can't not do it. You know, like that's how I feel. Yeah. I just, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I probably, we probably all feel like that. Like I just like my life would probably be easier if I didn't do, if I didn't do it. But like, I, 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 I have think to, the weirdest to. thing too is like an, for for you to be doing it twenty years. I suspect you're older than Moses and probably closer to Steve and I in age. Is that? Yeah when you start doing something quote unquote later in life and you're looking at how different it was than when you were like 23 and could be promoting a show and have every one of your friends that you do would be like, absolutely. We're obviously going out on Friday. We'll all be there. And how different that becomes when you're in your late thirties or early forties to then also listen to your music and be like, wow, this is the best stuff I've ever put out. Like, I think that the, the, that probably the addiction comes from the growth and vice versa that like, if I was just whacking, I was like, I wish I could harness the what I was doing in my twenties. Then I would, I would obviously stop. I think a lot of people would deal with that. Whereas the common thread is you go back and listen to that, and it sounds so unpolished and so many things you would have done different. I'm like, oh, I that record is garbage compared to what I would put out tomorrow. Yeah, this- and, I, and I think the older you get to, the le- like your your ego's better. Like it's not, it doesn't take over as much. So I can listen and be like you know this is not working i can fit instead of being like not being able to hear it because my ego is in the way of not being able to be objective about it like mm-hmm. well you said. know well I, it's said. fine if if it, if it's bad right now i can fix it and i'm okay with that you know like i'm i'm a lot more comfortable and confident now than i was when i was 23 and roaming the streets in the dark by myself <laughs> no it's a good point like i edit that I, part I, out that sounds real bad <laughs> no no but i i know what you're saying where like uh I think at at 20 years old, 20 in the 20 to 25 year old range, like it was also harder to record back then. You know, like it, it, it wasn't everyone had like mm-hmm. GarageBand and Pro Tools in their place and could do it. So there's a little more effort, even if it was just going to a friend's house. That like doing a song and deciding to scrap it felt like such a level of failure that today, if you do something and it doesn't work, you're just like, well, let's do another one. Like it's not not a big deal. We'll just yeah. do a different song. Like yeah. maybe it's maybe it's the same lyrics on a different beat. Maybe it's the same beat with different lyrics. Like there's we there was something that made us want to start this, but we can change it. And that that is like a you're right. The ego at a younger age is like, well, if I admit this is bad, then maybe I'm bad. And you're just so fragile. You're so fragile yeah. in your twenties, man. It's very true. Yeah, you don't really Moses, get to leave 20. a lot of stuff on the. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm twenty two. Fresh twenty two. <laughs> You don't really get to leave a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor when, uh, when you're starting out, because that the ideas seem so insane. To but just like leave when, to leave the to spend arc- time on anything yeah. and then keep it to yourself, like yeah. what? Yeah, but yeah, especially because like, they, you know, they're like a. Even when you listen to them now, you would say like, "Oh, that song's like a six out of ten. It's not a zero out of ten. So like when you're when you have that ego, you're like, "Oh, but there's like a really hot four bars in this song. We can't yeah. not use it." Yeah, that no one is ever gonna pick up on. <laughs> but Moses, when you said the thing about like, uh, you know, this isn't where I will have to take off my headphones and walk away or feel awkward. Do you say that in the sense that this is like easily the most proud of a project you've been, or just? Uh, from a from an ego growth perspective or a little bit of both or like what what's kind of behind that statement i think all those i, I got all those things going on like i, I genuinely enjoy 
the record and it's it's also there's less vulnerability because i didn't do it alone you know so if i blow it you know mike blew it too it wasn't just (laughs) it was not just me you could blame me i'm fine with yeah exactly um but yeah no i just like genuine like i'm convinced i'm sure that it's good you know whereas before you know when you like spend so much time working on a thing especially Mm -hmm. if it's by yourself you kind of like you feel like maybe you're insane. Like, I don't know. There was a moment w- sitting with this record, like maybe <laughs> right when it was finished and right before we uh, shipped it off to the online stores where I was like, man, we I've heard it so many times. I can't give an objective opinion. Like, I don't know if it's good or not. And I was like, it fucking is. Yeah, he, he was a little more certain. Um, damn, where was I going with this? I feel like I just started rambling. Mike, did you or did you make the beats of all the songs that you rhyme on, or is there any ones that Moses did that you rhyme on? Um, we made the dad shoes together. I would say because you had the loop, and then I switched the drums. Mm-hmm. So uh, the other ones I did. So old boy, I did, and the bard one I did. And then we kind of worked on the dad shoes together. Dad shoes. Okay. And you did everything is literally the worst. Yeah. Okay. Who did house with no socks? (laughs) House with no socks is is from Gary. Gary did that one. Yeah. Nice. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. But what, you know, same thing as dad shoes. When, when, when we had, uh, the original like beat to that song it was just a two bar loop with n- and mike made it real sexy with like some drum fills and a couple extra sounds yeah mm-hmm. yeah i really that the loop was so cool and like strange and like weird timing um which i really i always like on a record it kind of breaks up you know the monotony of everything being a certain mm-hmm. you know whatever um but yeah it was just like the one or two bar loop so i just kind of mess around with it so it could like be a full song um but yeah i mean gary that's that that loops crazy and super weird i really like it <laughs> okay so you so he did that beat but then you added the the fills and stuff so, right, it, so. it was it was that's all right it's like a two-bar loop so yeah. like anytime that like the um the pitch drops yeah or some of the little percussive stuff in the yeah. background because i noticed um, that and that's and why little, i thought you might have done that one yeah, and the little fills and stuff. So just the stuff that kind of like fleshed it out so that it could work for three yeah. and a half minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know he did a good job because because Garth was into it. And if you know if you know Gary at all, okay, he would not like you messing with his stuff. If it if it wasn't good, he'd tell you. Well, he's the last guy of all the like musicians I know. He's the last guy who would be cool with it. Mm. You know. Yeah. Because his his he's not. Gary doesn't have a passive relationship with any art he's ever made. It's like very near and dear, but he was just like, all right, this is fly, whatever. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. It turned out, it turned out really cool. Well, if he listens to this, I want to thank him. Cause that beats fucking awesome. And I'm glad yeah. that he let me yeah. tinker around with it. I felt really um, worried about it. Mm-hmm. I, I texted Moses a lot of times. Cause at first I was like, Hey, maybe I should tinker around with it. And he was like, yeah, maybe. And I was like, Oh shit, maybe I shouldn't even ask that. <laughs> Like, I felt really, you know, I don't want, that's somebody's art. Like, I don't want to mess with somebody's art. That wasn't my intention at all. I kind of want to listen, listen to that one if you guys are cool with it. What, the OG? 
No, no, the one no, on the, the one. on the record. The one on oh, the record. Oh, yeah, of course. Just, yeah. yeah. You don't have to dig in the crates for the OG. That that one can live between you guys. <laughs> is this a, is this even a two? This isn't a two bar. Like, this is, is all a, of a piece. I tried to one. sever ties yeah. with all of my knees, but then was thrown to my knees. I can acknowledge what's important for me. Practice just a little. I'm on fatty. I can live a little in, a little out of body, probably. Never stay the same color, let the season shift, sift out the shame Hear fallen leaf, sing out your name, lay at peace That's when I take a knee, until it's all love, peace A fish fillet of grease, I find a pocket like a snap rocket in a handkerchief I think it's plain to see and fair to say Whoever made this beat of me are basically inflicted with the same disease Good gracious me, if it ain't who they came to see I'm either floating aimlessly or focused as a laser beam Now give me space before I bake your beans I'll deliberate, sit and debate them while I'm held to such great esteem I got shelves full of books I may never finish I'm constantly bearing witness and thinking of paying penance When you laugh, I should pay attention When I'm full, I should get the message Life's a pleasure Yo, and my confession is that I'm presently peckish I passed on a continental that was mental It wasn't meant in jest when I suggest we reassemble I'm penning this penny dreadful to the temple With legends of hidden temple The universe has done me great kindnesses I write this in turn See, lately I've been living out that live and learn I sift the plus and minuses, but all that does emerge Is a straw man fit to burn Word, to whom it may concern Science sealed the law that all offers have been upturned I'm a work in progress, we are Beasts of burden in search of meaning and purpose So we contemplate on what's beneath the surface And we put the work in Laugh loud, laugh honest Suffer phone withdrawal as a self-care project Listen to Andy Bay for what is good What is cosmic and playfully disregarded If you're suffering, enjoy it If you're melancholy, write it in the Maury for your moment If you're feeling jolly, let that live inside your body Only to be passed along the passes by with passionate emotion Slapping it down like poor motion Cascading sound Lost can be found, but be sure to be horsing around I mean, surely he's horsing around But I'll settle for drunk on a quarter for now you great gazoos ought to get off of my cloud and take this into account why kick a fella when he's already down curtsy can bow until it's off with his crown took an alternate route you heard a style go from a bark to a howl my attitude's akin to Oscar the Grouch my name ain't hard to pronounce I'm not a player I just talk a lot yo I'm not a prayer I just talk to God I need a sign to know what's not been off or not I deem my peas and porridge in the pot thanks to Dave Mace Paul and Pot it's not been off or not opportunity is gonna knock when it does make sure you're johnny on the spot all this rapping for a living doesn't give unless you give it all you got if you're working coming home shot you've got no shot every tear that's in the bucket goes plop i'm not trying to give away the whole plot but fill up your toilet with your single malt scotch flush away your roadblocks point your gold watch my girl don't like me in the house with no socks she says it caused colds god knows I've so much faith in information, I intuit I could do it with my eyes closed. I'm nested in the middle of the Brooklyn psychos. Could bike for 40 minutes, peep the Brooklyn cyclones. Side note, you might have heard my shows need proof of X. There ain't no truth to that. Fire. Yeah, Steve, you had more of a producer ear on that one for like the noticing the drum swings and stuff. But that's why I thought. Out, that's why I thought that. But you pointed out that it definitely adds a little uh, to it, so it's a nice, it's a nice. Sum yeah, of it its gives parts, it some right, with some dimension and bringing the loop and. I mean, it's a yeah. cool. That's a that's a really cool loop, and it's something that like I don't think a lot of people would choose to rhyme to. 
but right. you guys pulled it off, you know, phenomenally. And so, so wrapping question first, the structure of you guys going back and forth appears to not be a consistent amount of numbers. Is it like a consistent growing? Is it like four, four, eight, eight, twelve, twelve? I believe, uh, I believe it's it's uh, eight, eight, four, 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 and then we kind of just do long, couple long ones, and then Angel comes in and does does a long one. Like actually, his might just be like a, an average sixteen. I think it's sixteen. Okay. And was your stuff? I imagine the two of you guys are already on there, and you give it to him and say, "Finalize this," or how does that come together? Well, I knew I knew I wanted to invite Sand on a song, and I felt like of all the stuff I had, that one would have made the most sense. It makes perfect sense um, for him. Okay, yeah, I was I was hoping so. Yeah, but I I didn't want to send it to him until Garth and I were completely um, did our stuff because this you know it would the song didn't make sense until we both did everything we were supposed to do on it. Yeah, and he and he was like, "Yeah, this is, this is great." Which is kind of a ballsy move, you know, because it's not, it's very unconventional, you know. It's like, it's when you hear it, it's like, this shouldn't work, but for some reason it does. You know, like everything lands where it needs to, but the whole time you're like, what, is it gonna, you know? No, it, it definitely comes together very good. How, um, <clears throat> what's the timing? Obviously, there was a lot of, like, internet uproar for a week or two with the homeboy Sandman tour and like, we don't have to go too far into that, but like with the, yeah. the vaccinate vaccination status, I feel like on his newest record, the drop is like the, the keep that. No, but the keep that same energy is definitely a response to yeah. Yeah. what happened there. Um, I imagine I only want to ask it from Moses's perspective. I don't want you to break down anyone's feelings on that. I would never put you on the spot like that, but you're all that's going on. And you know that the verse he has on your record ends that way. Right. Like yeah. there, the, this is already there, and then a month later or something, this all happens. And like, is is there is that is the case though, right? Yeah, you know, I never, I've never really given a thought when all that controversy was going on. Um, you know, that's my buddy. I'll we'll talk regularly. Never once has that ever come up in conversation. The, not the tour, not the Oliver drama, not the. Uh, his opinions on the thing as a whole like that's just not something that comes up and i feel like people think that anyone that has like a hard stance on either side is like talking about it all the time but it never it's just not a big deal i was i was mainly just curious like that it happened the the verse was done before and not after no (laughs) no it's after in response okay it was post post post, internet nightmare which is was is much funnier to me and i oh absolutely i was more thinking that there there'd be a day of like when all the shit's popping off and you're like let me go through the verse he just dropped on my oh fuck this could end up being a little bit of a lightning rod uh but if you hear it after then i mean either was that intentional sand sand lightning bolt lightning bolt lightning rat (laughs) oh it's called lightning bolt never mind But yeah, no, it's funny when I, I uh, was sharing some stuff with like select few as like throughout the process, uh, Des in particular, and he pointed it out, like he put pointed that last line out, and I thought it was weird that it didn't, yeah, it didn't, it didn't occur to me. 
Like it didn't, it, I didn't hear it and think like- He got oh, canceled for a day on Twitter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, don't get me going. I was like, I was wild. I was being very tasteless on the internet that day. <laughs> like anyone saying anything bad about my friend, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like a little kid. <laughs> All right, good shit. So that is one of the... I, I did want to ask this earlier. So what's the feeling when... I think it's Von P has the line where he says, Siri, Siri and Alexa, how about a menage? Which I think is like the best hip-hop rhyme I've heard in the like the technology age. Like it's just so perfect. And it's said with kind of just this fluent swagger of like, it's not lyrical miracle, but it's so incredibly fucking clever that when you hear it, it registers what's what's the feeling when you guys are working on that song and you get the verse back from vaughn and that's on there do you gravitate to it the way that i did where like right when you're like whoa holy shit that's a fucking bar if it's not an overshare i remember i remember getting that verse obviously being super excited sending it to mike and then mike's energy mike was like good mike was like okay placid and then he got that and he was just like yo man I just want to say I'm like really glad we're doing this <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that but I believe it yeah man I mean <clears throat> so for me working on this with him and then getting the verses from these other people and like having like acapellas from people that like I super admire and like have been fans of including Moses who I was you know, a fan of his music prior to doing any of this stuff has been incredible. I'm like, dude, I have a fucking homeboy Sandman and Billy Woods acapella on my computer right now. And then I'm getting, I'm getting all these acapellas from Moses Rott. Like, I don't know, man. I just That's felt fire, super dude. lucky and Hell like yeah. excited. You know Hell what I mean? Yeah. Like just excited and happy to do it. That's it's what's a crazy up. thing to look at. Like, oh, I'm mixing a, you know, a Moses Rockwell and Va- Von P song. No big deal, I guess. That's it was just incredible. No, oh, I know. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's just crazy. It's awesome. I feel yeah. really, really lucky to be part of it. Yeah, well, me, me too. So and there was a lot of, a lot of the, uh, like, oh, okay, maybe I, maybe it's, maybe I should be at the table. Maybe it's not weird that I'm not at the kids' table. Maybe it's like, you know, like you know, how people say, "Act like you've been here before," or yeah. "Act like you're supposed to be here." Right. Kind of. That's how it felt when we were wrapping this record up. Like, oh, okay. These are our contemporaries. I want to go back to how did you guys, what's the initial connection between the two of you guys and how uh, you first meet and, and decide you're going to work on something? That's a good question. I, I, uh, I'm I, a feel like a dick. Is this an internet but, romance? Well, yeah, obviously, but, but Mike sent me like a screenshot of like an email thread from like 2015 that I don't even know. I don't know if I read it or if I didn't, if I heard it and responded i'm not sure but i think but i think that mike and and des were working on stuff and des told me he's like yo you should you should get with mike and and do some stuff um and then and then i think i mean he can he can obviously weigh in but i think that like i eventually we did get in touch and started a back and forth and then started to realize like oh shit like we've sort of been quasi in contact for like seven years or something <laughs> mike yeah so <laughs> <laughs> 
so I sent him beats in like 2015. Out of nowhere, I heard um, the Lunch Money song, the one that John Rogers did. That beat is so good. Um, and I just loved that song. Okay. It's it's on one of the dweebs, yeah? Uh, dweeb one, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I don't, okay. Also, John Rogers, a Rochester guy originally. A lot of people don't know that. Who, who are you? <laughs> so I sent those, and he was like, thanks, and then just got ghosted, which is fine. It's totally fine. Um, and then, uh, and they weren't very good to be, to be honest. Like I, you know, even six, seven years ago, like you're still working on your voice and figuring out like how things work. So like, I think it's just part of like being a, you know, a beat maker producer is sending things to people and then having them not respond. It's just like, you gotta be okay with that. Um, so yeah, it, it happened from Des. Des sort of like, I think out of nowhere, like reposted a song that I did on Instagram. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, like, I think he DM'd me and was like, I like this this beat. And I was like, I like all the features you have on uh, the Moses Rockwell records. Do you need some beats? And he was like, hell yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. And it was like a very, uh, you know, like a very nice exchange. And then I sent him a batch of beats. And the first one that he picked that he made a song with, um, Moses rhymed on too. What is that one? Really? What song is that? Uh, the flowers are something. Oh, the flowers are gay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song called "The Flowers Are Gay." What album is that song? Of? No, that's not. That's it'll not be. I, I, I think it's gonna beat? be on. No, I did not name the beat that. <laughs> One of you guys wrote that. When I got it back, I was like, "That's fine." Um, but it, you know, it killed. It fucking killed. I, you know. Dan rhymes for 24 bars just ruthlessly, and then Moses rhymes for just 24 bars just ruthlessly, and it's incredible. Hmm. Um, and then it's sort of, you know, I did a bunch of songs with Dan that are awesome, and whenever his record comes out, a bunch of them will be on there, seven or eight of them. I Hell think. yeah. Uh, and then, it, yeah, it was just sort of an organic thing. I think, like, you like something I posted, and I sent it to you, and then I just keep sending stuff, and then eventually it just sort of turned into a thing. Yeah, it took a minute to figure each other out because I was like trying to. He was sending me beats that were like super fly, but they weren't really like good for me. And then we just started talking more. You know, I really I think in order for me to like make music with somebody, we have to like we have to build on a personal level for like a long time before it starts to work. Like it's really difficult for me to co- quote unquote collab. You know. Um, people hit me up every day like you always do a song i'm like what <laughs> like i can't do i can't i can't do a song with someone that i wouldn't have lunch yeah, dinner with Jamie. you know like it's got that has to be there too it's not it's not business it's not like a business transaction it's like it's yeah. like when you're when you're when little kids like fucking spit in their hand and shake that's what it feels like <laughs> and and i will say and i want to come back to a point we were talking about before too is the ego thing like when you get to know somebody, then, you know, Moses can say, no, I don't like this one. Or, or like, eh, let's try a different thing. Or like, how about more of this? And like being old, I don't care. I want you to say that. Mm-hmm. If we're going to do a thing, I want you to tell me what works and what you like. Like, I've said that so many times during this process. Like, please be honest about whether this is working or not. Like, don't be nice. I want it to be, I want it to be right. I don't want you to be nice. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that happens over time. You know, like if you just meet somebody and say, can we change this bit or this isn't working? Like people are sensitive about that. But right. Like, they might get the when you get right? to know each other, then yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be like, I want it to be the best it could be. Not like me feel just, you know, happy and pat myself on the back for sending a thing, you know? Yeah. Big, big writer's room energy. <laughs> no, it's a, that's a good uh, comparison for it. So are you, is it the, I always love to know this aspect because there's the, you know, you're working with the producer and they give you one beat and they say, you can have this. And then there's the people that say, here's every beat I've ever made in a zip file, go through and decide which ones you would like to rhyme to. Uh, When you guys are making this, are you kind of doing an initial dump and you guys go through it together? Are you starting to like make stuff on the fly and say, hey, I know where this project's going let me know what you think about this. Let me know what you think about this. Oh, I, I made two beats over the weekend. They're here. Like how, what, what's the flow like in terms of the stuff that's going from Mike to Moses? Mike's a, an av- a beat avalanche guy. Mm. Like, yo, I made 27 beats today. Check them out. And I'll be like, they're all good. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. They're all fine. But, um, it, but it, it got to the yeah, point where, ahead. sorry for cutting you off. No, no, no. It, do it. it did get to the point where I was like, yo, I have an idea for a song let's uh i know what the sound is and and by this point we like know we can speak the same language when it comes to like what like describing sounds and um it's like we'll find we'll go back and forth about a sample and by the time like the beat is done we've both like had input and like built it together remotely and and i was gonna like yeah and i was gonna add that like i think when we first started i would send like batches of stuff and it'd be like tell me kind of what he likes and it helps me kind of figure out what I should be doing for him, which is one of my favorite parts of like making beats. Cause obviously like a beat that I make for Moses is going to be very different than a beat that I make for Curly Castro or Dan or, you know what I mean? Like, I really like that, like trying to make the thing for the person. So like the more I send to him and he sifts through and says, yeah, this one or no, this one or whatever, then that, that helps me like narrow down what works for him. <laughs> a lot of applause. This feels really good. Thanks, guys. Crowd, crowd is hype tonight. Yeah, man. It's a seated crowd, but there's been a couple standing O's. <laughs> it's funny because I couldn't hear the soundboard when we were recording the last couple episodes, so there'd be times where I was like, "Oh, there's dead air in that episode." I don't know why Steve was smiling so much. <laughs> no, I think a lot. I think a lot of those sounds were some post, some post production. No, I was actually hitting it during the. I, I it, it was just the way I had it plugged into my interface. I think. Oh okay, yeah, because because if, if you play that episode back, it sounds like fucking America's Funniest Videos. It's like mad sound <laughs> Okay. Oh, actually, there was some post production, right? Chuck, yeah. Chuck, Chuck, and I added some post production. You had a joke. Well, I had to. You go, had a joke. I had to go in and delete. <laughs> I had to go in and delete the thing about how much. Uh, how much he had paid for the exile beat? Uh, no, that's in there. No, no, no it's we but it deletes when he says out. how yeah. much he paid. Oh, like, did you listen, Mike? Mike, did you listen? I did. Oh, thanks, but, man. But I don't know. But I don't know how much it is, and I want to know. Right? Yeah, we didn't. We edited it out. But the question there's, is there's, still there. The question is there, but we edited out how much he actually paid for it. But we left it all because it's funny because you're going to be like, well, we got it. Because I actually like when Moses goes, oh, Chuck, like you can't ask that stupid (laughs) question. And then I say, I'm like, well, we'll edit it out. I just want to (laughs) know. I'm just curious, you know. I got a little bit of dough. Maybe I want an exile beat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
that guy's that guy's incredible he's incredible yeah. yeah no i'm i'm always interested in the flows because i think that a lot of these the processes are fluid and and it's different for everyone and how they all work together and i'm just a nerd for that shit because like i i'm humble enough to know that i don't know the answer to how creativity properly forms so when people do something that i like i'm like hey so how did that come together? And even when it's like I paid to collaborate with this person, I was interested in that example where he was like, he had to hear me rap first. And then I'm like, oh, you got 30 beats? I would, I would still think you'd get one. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you go in and like, you want one? Because in the rap world, like, let's say you're like, all right, we're going to pay to get, you know, freeway on this album. <laughs> You'll get to send the verse back. Like, yeah. You know, like they yeah. give you one. They that's give it. you a 16 yeah, on the song and that's it. And like. You, and you probably pay in advance. And uh, if you don't like it, then you can just not put it out. But, like, it's interesting. With Production's always a weird thing. What made you think of Freeway? Pro- producers get... I was just trying to think of, like, a random rapper that someone would pay, you know, $500 for a verse or whatever. But, but, Freeway, um, but Freeway does seem like the kind of rap guy to, like, post on Twitter or something like, yo, I'm doing features today. 500 bucks. <laughs> and it just belts There's a few rappers out there that I follow that are that are doing these things. Mm. It's good for them. Well, I just well, want to. I just want to state that I did not say that about Freeway. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, let's go on record I, that it was not, definitely. This is no shots he, at Freeway. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to edit this out. A lot more free. than five hundred dollars. Yeah, I agree. So these okay, were five, these were five, hypothetical five, scenarios. Embrace Freeway's gonna kill freeway us all, Chuck. <laughs> with any name. <laughs> Again, hey, Freeway's gonna kill me. <laughs> I heard Freeway it has an acting role in the new um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air dramatic show. Okay, that right. makes sense. And yeah. he's like the, he's the basketball coach in high school. That's kind of fly, right? Yeah, that's cool. And I heard that Carlton's on Coke. Right. Stick. Right. I didn't watch it. But I, I heard it. I love that Coke. they pivoted the storyline and it made it more like uh, Euphoria-esque. And they're like, yo, shit is wild once you get out here. Because otherwise, what, uh, if, you re- if you reboot that show, it's just like, I don't know. You want to give it a new spin. Yeah. Don't love the idea of a slim Uncle Phil. I'll just put that out there. Can't win them all, man. Yeah, it's keto. Um, speaking of that, and you know, this is this has <laughs> says nothing to do with rap music, but I was mm-hmm. reading a story to my kid before bed, and I was reading Ramona. You remember Ramona Quimby? Mm-hmm. That shit is dark. Do you remember Ramona Quimby? Is that because the girl with the scarf this... around her neck or no? Yeah, I, I think don't know. so. Okay, what is Ramona um, Quimby? Uh, you know, it's like little kid chapter books, but okay. this book is about how her dad lost his job. And then he sits and they don't have any money and oh, he sits geez. around the house smoking cigarettes all the time. <laughs> like there's tons of cigarette references in it. My Whoa. daughter's six Whoa. and I'm reading it and I have to keep on like cutting out all the times he's smoking cigarettes and yelling at her and putting the fucking cigarette out in the table. Um, Dad was depressed. It's dark, huh? dude. Jeez. Any of that shit in, in, from the 80s, you know? Yeah. It's dark. Everybody smokes cigarettes throughout the whole um, Franny and Zooey. Like, there's a scene where the dude's in the bathtub smoking. Mm. There's another scene where the guy's, like, shaving, and he's just, like, picking the cigarette up in between, like, razor strokes. <laughs> I don't think I, the four of us smoke at all, but, like, I don't know. I, I still do. Oh, like, like, you'll straight up, like, just blast oh, a Winston. We'll have to edit that out, Chuck, if you ever want to get health insurance. No, it's fine. I, I only smoke when I drink, but I drink enough that it feels like I smoke. That felt like a bar in the <laughs> making, actually. That's, that a, bar, made, that's, that a, bar in the, that's a bar in the making right there. 
Cigarettes yeah, are delicious. Yeah, yeah. I only are smoke they? when I drink. I drink when I think. It's almost mm. there. I'm halfway there. Here, Steve, you do, owe eight, you do you owe eight bars on that uh, Pen Pal song. So Hell yeah. Take notes. Yo, I finally did my Pen Pals rap. But it's not the one that I'm on. I'm, I'm replacing the... I don't think so. Is it the is it the heavy one? I don't know. I just Whiz know kid. that I've, I've it's a different I've, one. Oh yeah, I've owed I've owed them a rap for years, and I finally like had a space in between working on my own stuff. Yeah, it's a good tune. I might it's be so doing the scratches fun. on that one. I'm not gonna. So I'm not gonna complain good. at all. I'm not gonna complain really, at all because I'm like behind the scenes like begging moses to do this verse for the song with my band so i can't uh, be like why did you do this song and that song <laughs> no i'm gonna i'm gonna do that tomorrow i promise i um i was that true or no is that true or no no that, no that i thought I, I thought about it today because you reminded me <laughs> today right we talked about it, it was, today like, today is was it, it, march it, it the 3rd it might have been yesterday, but it was definitely this week. Okay, cool. <laughs> Look, he's a he's a sought after man, but I on, on which song? have you heard, did the new one, the Wiz the Kid one? one? Yeah, I got it. Oh, did you hear it? Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Oh, can we play? This is an exclusive. Is this on the album that they're doing? The with, with I the don't. I mean, I can ask Raps well. No, don't put. I don't. I think feel like that, we'll wait. We'll wait. That'll ha- that'll have its own. That'll have its own time. Yeah, and it's also not done. I think they're still waiting from for a Desi, rap from from Desi does. From, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I just did some cuts on a on a Des song that's fuego. Oh yeah, I heard that one. That was nice. Well, what's between? I feel like there's needs Pen to Pals be a and, combined. And, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And Desi, it needs to be a combined Des and Moses, like at least full length EP. That's a good call. Because I feel like you, which probably is produced mostly by Mike, to be honest. I would like to at least talk like, about it. I'd like to submit at least one beat for that. You know, I think by at this point, Des and I have recorded an album's worth of songs together. Easily, I would think. There's so many. Yeah. There's the stuff on my records. There's his solo record. I'm. Yeah, where's I that? Like, I don't know, man. You have to. You know, that's a question. Mike, did today. you did you make a bunch of beats on that record? Yeah, the, all of eight, 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 nine, maybe. I don't know. Okay, a bunch, a bunch. I think I did scratches really, on a few of those. Yeah, man, he's they're really good. Like, did you do rain? I just yes, Bradbury. Yes, cool. Yeah, nice. Steve, yeah, Bradbury, the 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 Blade Runner samples. Oh yeah, Steve, are those ones you knew them because you've done cuts on them or what? Mm. Oh, nice. So you guys are already collaborating. And you didn't I didn't. Know, I didn't know that. Because I think High I was five, like, Steve. "What's that?" High five, Steve. <laughs> wow, an applause break is just like a lot of high fives all at once. It's over and over. Self high fives. It's self affirming high fives. It's a high fifty five. Yeah, I can't. I mean, hopefully that record comes out because I was. Yeah, I love all those songs. Moses, yeah. what do you, if you were listening? If you were looking at it from a stream perspective, is "Out to Lunch" the most listened to song you think that you guys have done together? Or what was the joint that had the video where you guys had like the mouth? Your mouths were lit up. 
Oh yeah, that was fly. That was on that the was, Timmy Wiggins thing, right? Yeah, that was for the Timmy Wiggins. Do not, do not attempt to approach me with bravado. This water yeah. closet's occupado, like that one. That, yeah, that nice. that's not even on Spotify, which is it's not really, just Bandcamp. Yeah, that's crazy. We gotta get that on there. Yeah. So the first thing I ever did with them is uh, the song that came out on the last Giant Gorilla Dog Thing record. Really. Yeah, like that's the first time I ever worked with those dudes. We did it How's that mad possible? long ago. Wow. Because they, you know, Des and Mitch will like sit on music for, for a while. They just, mm-hmm. you know, they mm-hmm. have patient, they're patient like that. Mike and I are a little more impulsive. <clears throat> but then, Once then, it's done, then, I want it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. What if someone comes up with the same idea before I release this? Yeah, well, it's it's that mixed with uh, I want this to be out before I hate it. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. <laughs> before you yeah, have dated, hate, refer- before you have quotes, dated references like- to coronavirus. In mm. your oh god, <laughs> I'll <laughs> never. <laughs> Steve, Steve kills me because I always say the year. Oh, I was yeah. like, this that this that twenty nineteen Chrome Bills on like a record that dropped in twenty twenty. I think there's a twenty twenty <laughs> reference on an album that we still haven't put out. I'm, I'm the king of that. And you're right. And there's a lot of Corona. Well, I think coronavirus is like. That's fine. It's still going. Not completely over. So that doesn't feel too dated. I don't think I'll ever acknowledge it in a song. Well. Well, I think Cole said this is my obligatory reference to coronavirus. Which is fine. That, I like. I liked that. Yeah. Yo, Cole, Cole crushes it on. Am I allowed to talk about this? Yeah, yeah. It's coming out in a few weeks. So. Oh, sick. Yeah, Cole crushes all of his is are they guest features or is he just like part of the group for that record so what happened um and i feel bad that we're talking about our record and not you guys but i'll just answer quick is that we were gonna do if we were gonna do an ep that was just gonna be season i on every song and then steve was making so many beats i kept writing verses and being like hey i have a verse of this i have a verse of that and Cole was like, I think I'm done because he was finishing the Cuppy record and he was finishing the With record uh, on Strange Famous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, if it's cool, I think I'm just going to reach out to like Moses and Dez and El Sphinx or whoever. Uh, I guess El's on a song with Cole. But uh, Moses, Dez, the Pen Pals guys, Big Slop, and just fill in you know, the places where you would have gone. Like if you're cool that we make it a full length and you're just on half of it. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he still has like... I don't think there's anyone other than him that has more than one verse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, there's uh, five songs that are entirely 50-50, him and I, yeah. where we're going back and forth. We have choruses going back, you know, so I think. And then we purposely tried to not put them all next to each other on the record. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's like the, he's on the first song, he's on the last song, and then it's kind of spread in the middle. So I, I actually like that that was your feedback. You're like, I'm glad that Caesar's all over this. Yeah. yeah it yeah. felt really, really cool. Yeah. And I, and I gotta say when I, when the, when the upbeat thing came on and, uh, it's like the most eighties sounded beat on there. I was like, damn, I wish they asked, I wish they would have asked me to get on this song. And then Bobby comes in and just like fucking mushroom clouds the whole world. I was like, no, I'm, I have. You're saying Bobby L. Sphinx, right? Not Bobby Noble. Oh, right. Uh, uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. They, of course, why would they ask me if they got Bobby? (laughs) The the punchline where he says, uh, I forget what the setup is, but he just says, I absorbed my twin in the womb. Yeah. It's fucking, what a rhyme. Man. Every time I hear 
L-Sphinx rap, I've, I can feel myself like fading out of pictures on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you guys collabed on stuff together? Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, he put a rap on Subterranean Sweatpants. This is crazy. That song is crazy. Oh, that's right. Okay. He has a bunch of, of my beats, too. Just like, like he... We should have a bunch of songs. I don't know where he is, but uh, like he hit me up or I hit him. Up. I can't remember, but you know, I said, Did you do Computer is Dead? No. Okay. Wait. No, I don't think so. Okay. Unless that's a name that I don't know. It could be a name I don't know, too. I did it's, like, I, there's probably eight or nine, I think. I think. It's funny how when you make rap albums, the songs tend to just be called whatever the beat is called until you actually give it a title. You do Kafka? Is, okay. No. All right, we'll we'll so. take this offline. Maybe. Were you looking at the songs you did cuts on? Yeah, find out that you've done cuts on <laughs> like 10 of Mike's tracks. The end of this I think I might have six at this point. Seven. Hey, man. He, he, he did some really great. Stuff, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to hear. Whenever that happens, I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. I I think I made a, a few beats on there too. Did you really? Yeah, I think you did. Nice. That's right. Which ones did you do? I don't know. It's just been it's been so long. Okay. Is that your knee in the picture here? What am I looking at? It does look like someone's butt. Huh? Is that your knee? What it would. Yeah, it's my knee, but it looks like it could be like some like a like somebody's mom vacuuming and they back up into it. <laughs> All right. So um, you do the uh, you did the release party, right? At least informal release party. Last uh, Friday. Last, yeah. last Friday. Oh shit! Yeah. Mike, did you were you there for that, or did you did you get a live stream link? Because I asked for a live stream link, I didn't get one. No, I was I was here. I was here in Wisconsin. I got no live stream length link, but I got some uh, you know some little videos and stuff. That was nice. It looked like it was awesome. It was pretty cool. It was very um, very intimate and emotional, and like people yeah. sat. There were chairs for some reason. Everyone mm. sat down. Um, my friend Jermaine opened the show, which was really cool. He he actually opened for me for my first ever record release show in like 2010. Hmm. He opened for me to, for the Nervous Rec Tape release. Oh shit! Yeah, and it, wow. and it, um, and Hassan made an appearance. Hassan even got on the mic a little oh, bit. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so it was weird. It was just like a rehashing of that night 13 years ago or whatever. Uh, Uh, Benny Beyond did his rap. Um, you know, just like I don't know, it was just like a, a strange. It, it it felt it didn't feel like a celebration. It felt like an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> How did you approach it? Did you do the entire full record, or are you doing older stuff too? Like oh, I'm still, I'm still here for the fans. I got to do some of the, uh, you know, the the crowd faves. And I know, by the way, this the seat thing. Rappers are always super excited once they realize it's going to be a seated audience. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I t that 
see a seated audience works for what i do somehow mm. it like what it didn't feel strange it just felt specific um but yeah I, I played all the songs on the record that it made sense to play um i I think i did like good heavens from subterranean sweatpants but other than that i just played new stuff try not to fuck it up it was gary there you guys do the back and forth obviously without the sand verse or no Gary was there, but he didn't. He wasn't up to it. Oh, oh. interesting. We're gonna try to do it in March. <laughs> Sorry, I was very loud. We're gonna try to do it in March um, <laughs> in Troy because all three of us will be there. So we're gonna try to. Hell yeah! I, I hope that can that can work. That'd yeah. be a lot of fun. How about some mic wraps? Yo. Right. Honest opinion. Mike crushed me on all three of those songs. It's, it's, uh, I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say anything. But <laughs> disagree. Um, if you guys do nice an album to together, is, is is if you guys do an album together, do you envision it being like fifty-fifty on the mic, or is it hope, more the? Hope so. Who's the set it off king between the two of you? I think I think Mike's the set it off king. Okay. Uh, according to Dad Shoes? Yeah, let's do Dad Shoes here. Chrome Bills, 182. Broken glass, smoking half full of empty promises. Crew chalk full of doubting Thomases. Toss ten sad doves into vanilla skies. Make rap songs while my girls make thriller eyes. Bitter pills washed down with bitter pride. A face the killer vibe, disgraced but still alive. Grill made of Legos, flask full of kefir. Still life in dad shoes, plaid hat and t-shirt. Act sad at wakes, focus on microbiomes. Tweet into the void, zero likes in every time zone. Let me shut my stupid pie hole. Everything I've ever known I've looked up on my iPhone. Every diagnosis needs a toast. Presuppose the people don't need your preacher tone. Wrote this feature poem out of three senior quotes. Told Jesus he could beat it. I don't believe in ghosts. Nope. Psychedelic gummy worm. A second helping of the alchemy to make all the receptors in my tummy burn. I had a dream again. The fire readers agree to greet me and my Achilles heal again at every turn. Yo, so we meet again. I'll sing for my supper. Sue me for a sample. Slide me for a stutter. I would stumble and attempt to match the timing of a drummer. Now I'm lining up the planets to collide with one another. All you die is every color. A quest to rediscover. I've been busking underneath a mile of debris and rubble that's deep. I'm essentially a serum to the scissor. So every sand yachty verse steer into a blizzard. Stand deliver. I let it reconfigure. I'll wreck you at tech and even with button mash blisters. Alright, moving on. I've got a brother that's a cop and another that's a full blown QAnon. The true and living, I kick the wickedest writings. I'm either doing dishes or busy googling symptoms. I'll do a duet, dueling intricate rhythms. Enough. Check some, lose some, win some. So we small chat, the bond of feedies, over cups of offerings. It tastes reheated, it's the eye flavors, that's the worth. Best is cooking it up, all in the plain t-shirt, darn right. I'm Rocky Mountain High, ask around about my stage dives. No crime to the free climb, then I close my eyes and beehive. 
Honey lover, stung by those little fuckers You got the time, bruv Eugene lasting through the center Tootsie pop sucker Cannot be tamed Imagine Rucker I checked the map in the cracked rear view All I had was a flip on it with 48 From the golden age and an MPC That I clung dear to I made a quip About some tragic shit Had to cackle with the casket closed Timing was perfect I'm Dana Carvey on 9-11 On with the show all the way up to heaven pick out the peas please i'm such a disease yo i wheeze every day of the week born to persist with four big flicks in the mist keep your mix squeeze man my tricks have their own twist out of the box way before catch i said there was stone soup and i made it with rocks for your health pioneers in the search bars jason pelts i know your assholes yeah i saw the name on your belt to the back side i'm with you till the denim die no lie one out straight hip ten i thought the calves poked an ankle road Remember me, send the old pipes up the pole, salute. Yeah, Steve will probably edit out us talking on that, so I, I did want to say that the uh, the lyric about uh, moving on, I got a brother who's a cop <laughs> and another who's a full-blown QAnon, is how <laughs> you know you're validating the fact when you're like, my, my siblings or parents have never listened to my music. Yeah, uh, I, I you would think it. there would be a reaction there, but as I say it, maybe there wouldn't be. You'd be like, "Well, what, what's, like what's I am, the problem yes. with QAnon?" Yeah, I am. No, they probably hear it and be like, "Wow, you see, you're proud of us." <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. No, yeah, uh, Mike, I, you've I got don't... you've got awesome bars on there, like the the whole like uh, pie hole, everything I know in life. I looked up on my eye, like that whole stanza that ends there is is definitely set it off king worthy. And it's, you. you know, as someone who's who's had the pleasure of doing it twice, it's never fun to be on a song and when you're writing it, know there's a Moses Rockwell verse looming. No shit. So, <laughs> like, you definitely fucking brought it. I, I feel like you, you really brought it on that. That's very I, much I appreciate that. So I will say I, I had no intention of rapping on this hmm. or honestly ever rapping probably again. Hmm. Uh that was like what I first, you know, I mean, I think most people who start making beats usually made them because they didn't have anybody to make beats and because they were rapping. Uh, and not everybody, but a lot of people. And uh, one day, randomly, he and I were texting and I was like, hey, can I send you this song I made uh, like four years ago that I rapped on just for fun? Please don't make fun of me. I'm just sending it like for fun. And so I sent it and he really liked it. And I was not I was not expecting him to really like it. And he was like, you should rap on it. And I was like, no. Uh, and then we talked more and I was like, I'll try. And then I did a couple things and I didn't like them. And then I did a few things that I liked, but yeah, man, it was, it's pretty nerve wracking rapping on the same song as him and also rapping on the same record as, you know, like there's no way I should be on a record that, um, Billy Woods is on. Like, that's not a thing that should be. <laughs> Listen, uh, Mike sent me that. There I am. Mike sent me that song. They're like, Hey, I just, you know, I just did this for fun. And it's literally better than anything I've ever done. <laughs> I, so I say that with, like, I'm totally comfortable saying that. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I, I disagree. But, I, I mean, I, I appreciated it. And, like, it's been fun to write again. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to be on the songs. It's just kind of nerve-wracking because it's not a thing like I've done in a really long time, you know, like worked hard at and um, – Writing's really hard, takes a long time, and takes a lot of practice, and I'm not in practice, but I like everything that I did on the, the record. I mean, I like it well enough. I think it'd be cruel to withhold that from the world. 
and that the the bard one his 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 verses on bard are so fucking good yeah man i don't know i i i prefer yours on bard (laughs) it looks like i love you more no i love you more (laughs) benny beyond des main point billy woods homeboy sandman who are you and gary lamar they only get to be on one track and von p i left von p out there right right and then mike you get to you get to rock on three yeah i'm a lucky man i don't know what to say Members it was a fun record to make, man. It was a fun record to make, and it was fun to write those those things and to be on the songs. And I'm, you know, again, not to be like annoyingly humble or whatever, but mm-hmm. like I just had a, it was fucking awesome. I had a super fun time doing it. I, I think the coolest part about it is uh, listening, you know, from a listener standpoint. Uh, the, the album's still very fresh to me. As someone who's probably like four or five listens all the way through it. Every time I've listened to the record. I've listened to it all the way through and I haven't skipped anything. I haven't even gotten to like adding individual songs to playlists and things that I'll come back to, which we all naturally eventually get there with music of pulling out these little, you know, like our, our favorite moments and adding them to these other shuffle lists or whatever. Um, but that how like so natural and fitting all the features seem when you digest it as a full album. And that's, I think like this will probably be my favorite record that comes out in 2022 and I, I would say i would say definitively except that it's it's only february so we'll say probably but like it's easily gonna be one of the best records and i'm not i and yeah we have a record coming out this year Joke. obviously we're, well i'm <laughs> excluding our own thing but like <laughs> I, 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 i'm not saying this to blow smoke up either of you guys asses i've ever spent so much time on a thing it's weird though, because it was like not that long once we started really cooking. Yeah, you know, because like I'd say the lion's share of it got done in five months, four months, five months. Yeah, because we were f- super focused. But like, yeah. you know, when you're in quote unquote album mode, you just have this like. Steve, we're back up or no? Yeah, we're good. Okay, cool. And you have it's just like looming over your head. Anytime you sit down to listen to music, you're like, is this servicing my process at all? Anytime you sit down to write, you're like, well, it has to be for that. It can't be for just something I want to do or for someone else's record. If you write like a fly-ass verse for someone else's record while you're in the process of making your own, it's like such a L, <laughs> you know? But um, It's an interesting oh. point. Yeah. Oh, this isn't something you think about? Um, every verse that Chuck does is fly, you know. I'd well, that's not true, but I would say that I'm, and and maybe this is an age thing. Like I'm 42 years old. I'll be 43 later this year, right? That when someone offers me to be on a track that I'm excited to be on, I tend to table my own shit because I'm like. I can always make my records mm-hmm. like the opportunities to be on other people's stuff who I like. Like if it's, if it's something where I'm like, Oh, I want to be on this, you know, like the, like I definitely the the song that's on the Timmy Wiggins thing. That's with uh C's Artemis and I that has the, it's got you on the chorus, but it's you looped up the pipe oh, down yeah. while I write it. I write down. Like uh, I remember getting that and being like, Oh, I like Des was like, you know, can you give me something in a month? And I was like, I right. Otherwise, don't get on it. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I obviously drop everything and do that." Um, so yeah. I, but but I get your point of 
if you write something hot and it doesn't go for like I, I totally can understand that sentiment. I think I'm just more worried that like uh, every collabo could be my last collabo, but I know that Steve and I will make records when we're 60. You know, right? Yeah, that's a good feeling. Some serious old man raps coming. That's a good oh feeling. serious old man's rap. Like I'm, I'm ready to be like. I, the other day, I was like, I was thinking about 401ks, and I was like, I hope that I retire when the market's up. And then I was like, you know what? You're 10 years away from writing that rhyme. Like, <laughs> I just table that because that'll be a really hot rhyme at 50. Have you guys seen those old, those old British guys who rap? Yeah, they're like in their 60s. Yeah, those guys are good, man. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. they good? I don't know who this is. There's battles. I don't know stuff. the names of them. Yeah, no, I, they, yeah, they they're like in their battles. 60s yeah, and dope. 70s. Yeah, dope. <laughs> No, for real. Yeah. And they can, they can like, I mean, you know, they're British, so it's like, but they can. You got to get past the accents, but yeah. But they have, there's like videos of them battling like kid, like younger kids and stuff and and they rip shit. Do they go like, I said, like, I said, like, I said, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they do. No, they make like kill shit, like, like, uh, like trap shit. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, they're way better than they have any business being when they're like 70 years old. That's funny, man. It's, um, it's interesting to think about where stuff will be at mm. that time point because it's definitely uncharted territory. Yeah, And I mean, Karis One is like put out a record that people are very excited about now and he's got to be 10 or 15 years older than the oldest person on this podcast, right? Yeah. Like he was definitely putting shit oh, yeah. out when I was in elementary school and middle school. So, yeah. And he I was an adult. <laughs> yeah, like, KRS has He's... always been an old man to me. I'll, I'll look how old he is. Yep. Moses, is that something where, like, you, Let's the first it. time Let's you get introduced, it's, it's, like, past the... Like, all of a sudden, yep. you're like, uh, he, he's already in the... I don't want to say downturn. That's a disrespectful term. But like, it's you're way past the I got next era mm. when you're hearing it for the first no, time. No, no, because um, I was so out of touch. Um, like, growing up as a rap fan, everything that was like, I was super into 36 Chambers when I was t- 10, 11. Mm-hmm. I was 10, 11 in um, the year 2000. So that record by then was like seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't have any context. Like everything I liked was old. Wow. I knew that it was irrelevant as far as like my peers were concerned and that it was weird for me to be super into it. But like everything I liked was old. So I've always been like out of touch and liked old things, quote unquote. So like, you know, K- I thought KRS was cool. I just, I mean, I knew that he was an old man. <laughs> But it, I guess it wouldn't be weird for you the first time to go in and be like, well, I'll probably start with something that's a decade old and I'll do this. Uh, you know, we'll make uh, Return of the Boom Bap be my first listen of a KRS-One album. No, you know why? Because because when I was young, like when I first decided I really loved rap, the thing that I grew, that I loved most was uh, the symphony. Yeah, that's a good okay. one. Good choice. Which was like... Uh, 88. 88 yeah and and like i know you hear it you hear something like that in the early 2000s or let's say the year 2000 Mm. and you can tell that it's not current but to me it was like fly like they were like rhyming they were like really going in all right i got a question for you guys yeah let's go so that was moses's moment right like Mm -hmm. you heard a thing and like i i love this 
Yeah. You guys mm-hmm. have one of those? Definitely. Paul Revere. For, for, listen, for listenership or wanting to rap? Yeah. No, listen. Oh, for listenership, like, it was... This is, uh, this is it, it for was me, actually, yeah. It was Black Sunday was the record where I was like, hip-hop will be my favorite uh, you know, genre of music for the rest of my life. Because like, up to that point, I was into like Rage Against the Machine. Like I was into music, but I was also i was into hip-hop but i was also into a lot of other types of music and i hadn't even thought about like where hip-hop ranked against other things i was just into what i was into and when i heard black sunday i was like holy shit like these guys have other no no cypress hill oh is that the record where half of it is like hardcore rock and the other half is like more traditional rap stuff no no it's the um like insane in the brain and the beats are really we ain't ain't going out like that and uh when the that was their second down. record. Yeah, second record. So the yeah. fact that I realized they already had another record and I hadn't heard it was like that moment where I was like, not only do I want to hear this, but I want to hear everything. That holy shit, there's this whole other world of stuff that I probably don't know is out there, and it just what a like, feeling from man. from that moment on. I was like, the only thing I listened to for the next five years was hip hop, and it was like a really good time for for rock music then, you know. And I was like, Nirvana, don't care. Like I obviously now would be like. Nirvana's fucking awesome. But at that period, I didn't give a fuck about anything that wasn't rap music. Yeah. Yeah, everything that wasn't rap. Like when you're that age and you've decided, okay, all my identity is going to be based around this. Everything that isn't rap fucking sucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's weird though, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's so silly. Steve, you got one? Yeah, I I got hooked in 85 or 86. I had... Beastie Boys, Paul Revere, 45. And that... Yeah, the... 1985? The you had a 45 in 1985? Yeah. Dude, what were you, like, are you 60 years, years old? old? How old are you? <laughs> what do you mean? The, the, the 7-inch record, the 45. Yeah, but that's, like, way too cool for a 6-year-old to have or whatever. How old are you? 42, almost 43. Yeah, same. same. Yeah, okay. All three of you are the exact same age? I had the I, I had the forty five of that, but it wasn't enough for me to. <gasps> you guys only are listen to that. And actually, Man, I, I, I burned that. I burned that shit. My out. my sister was older, um, and she liked that. And I, I will sometimes joke with her where my sister will be like, "I don't know why you're so into rap music, but the first time I ever heard Scenario was from you." Mm. And she'll be mm-hmm. like, "I don't know what you mean by that." And I'll be like, "I'll I'll purposely pick like the Tesla and be like." Have you spelled this egg like some old stale urine? Like, what are you saying? <laughs> I, mean, like, I remember it's, you saying that lyric, like walking around the house. Yeah, it's crazy. It. But I, no, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just thinking that it's just crazy to think about a song like Scenario being like it wasn't an obscure like rap. That song was hitting, dude. That was like a super popular song. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it was a it was like a huge record. Yeah, but your parents know about it. They hear it, you know, uh, not not intentionally, but mm. they know it. Like they're familiar with it. Like, you know, like, you know, just because it's on, it's on TV and on the radio. Right. That shit blows my mind. Because to me, like, it's like an obscurity that like you only know about it if you have a good. That shit taste. was like at every school dance. Like exactly. But does it <laughs> register? That was what I was gonna say. Is does it register? Because like, I was at. I'll give you an example. Like sometimes you're forced into hearing music. Mm. I was at the dentist and they were playing like top 40 music and they played the song, uh, you know, it's like, what you know about going down in the deep. And I was like, I feel like I've heard the song a lot, but I don't know anything about it. 
And I just like Googled it on the walkout. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, this is like some random, like mm-hmm. chubby white dude from Australia. Like, how many listens does this have on Spotify? It's like, it's like eight billion. billion. Yeah, like, no, it's like, like so billi- ridiculous. Like billions of where listens, yeah. when, I, when I think of it, it's like, is that really sticking or is it just like the flavor? Yeah. Meaning, my, like, the, if, yeah. if, if your parents, my like, seven year old really, daughter really loves that scenario. song, FYI. Yeah, it's the a- Abigail sings that sometimes. I've mm. never actually heard it. I just what you know, know about it. rolling down in the deep when the brain goes numb. You can hear the mental. I feel like it's a drug reference that I just am not completely getting. Probably, yeah. There you go. Oh, look at that! He's got the scenario record. Nice, nice. Work, Does it have man. the remix on the B side? It has uh, scenario LP, instrumental version, remix, and rich. Uh, remix instrumental and that's hard butter butter that's dope oh, butter kid hood oh how I like it when you play play that saxophone <laughs> that's the sample if you yeah. heard it Tanya Tamika Sharon Karen me and Mike were going through me and Mike were going through the Mambo number no. 5 names <laughs> and seeing if we could check any off zero for me what, okay, let's. This is a let's day. Do this. this is a this day. Is this is a day. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have to edit this out. Go ahead. <laughs> this is the type of structure. This is the type of structure that the show does need. I think this is what like, the people this want. This is what This is not what's gonna be on the final. We cut. could go through. We should do the the mambo number five names. <laughs> okay. Versus the butter names. Okay. And then cool. See, right. Like that would be a good uh, personality. I'm not gonna participate in this. Uh, but yeah. You're zero I, and zero. But if you had more of one or the other, go ahead. What would what that about, say? All right. I'm gonna really date myself. I don't know if you guys know this song i mean youtube might i don't know it'd be weird if you knew this song moses do you guys remember uchi coochie by mc brains yeah, yeah I don't and he said all, he said all the names while he was doing push-ups in the video yeah i feel like that would be a better song to compare let's do it yeah because um all right, kids, we're going to play another round of Dirtbag <laughs> Bingo. Butter- <laughs> Dirtbag Bingo is a new staple. Actually, that's going to be the day for this. Butter's a good song, right? Like, we want to compare. Coochie Coochie, here's the seven. A dumb thing. Yeah, there we go. Yo, this oh, beat. Oh, nigga, no. I mean, you guys made a record, right? And it's got lots of drum fills and stuff, but you don't have this. Man. What is that? Well, it yo, sounds like you ever watched our listen to our turn. That's James Brown. Oh, yeah. Who's the shit? Oh, my word. He names off a bunch of girls in that song, too. You blend this right into another bad creation at the playground. Po- poison, oh. Belle Biv DeVoe. I know the words to Hand to hand together, you know we will have fun doing the Uchi Coochie. 
Let's see. Don't get us kicked off yet. Uh, yeah, we're definitely getting flagged for this one. Are we getting sued for Uchi Kuchi? I'm trying to find out when he's. When he's so you can spend the whole night with him. Sorry, hold on, hold on. I will caress you and rub you like a poutine. I will, I will caress you and rub you like a poutine. Was this was this a big record? Yeah, this is another high. This is another like middle school dance. Okay, Lisa Kim, Angela Monique. Them are some Those. freaks with the big bazooks. Pam, LaShawn, Teresa, Judy. Those are the girls with the ghetto booties. Tracy, Keisha, and even... I don't know. Lisa? Yeah, there you go. Just Tina, Tina Bond, Dawn, and Reek. <laughs> so sounds, you Bond? That sounds I like think a he fellas, was just made, I feel like, like he was fella. like, you know what? I was going to finish this song. Uh, t- Dawn, Bond. <laughs> Let me throw Bon in there, John. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy to me is like Bon is hot. There's so there's so so much music gets made, and um, holy shit! And you know, typically it's like a reflection of like what is fashionable and what is hot at mm. the time, mm. and most of it isn't good. But when you hear something from back in the day mm-hmm. that was like just kind of riding the wave, mm-hmm. but didn't really hit. And you can hear it and tell that it didn't hit because it was just like a not as good version of what was cool. But back in the back then, so much had to go into it to get made. Like there had to have been. No, like, that song was hit. Not. All right. Well, this might be a bad example, but like, there's so much of that. Yeah. Whereas now you hear something, you're like, oh yeah, this some kid made this in his apartment. Right. But, but. Um, yeah. Back like then, he recorded it was like, in like a million dollar studio. Mm, yeah, yeah, million dollar studio. He, he had, had A&R. Like, he had writers in A&R. He had to right. go to meetings to make this trash song. Like Moses, do you know the Percolator song? Have you ever heard of Time for the Percolator? I don't think so. All right, hold, hold oh, up, man. Are you hold serious? Up. Hold it's up. Time what is the, the writer's... It's time for the Percolator. Have you ever heard this song, Moses? It's time for the Percolator. It's time for the Percolator. It's time no. for the percolator. You've never heard this song? It's time for I the have percolator. Not. Fuck. It's time for the percolator. <laughs> I gotta go it's to time bed. For the hold on, hold on. It's time for the percolator. 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 I can't believe that. <laughs> here's here's my question. Is yep. this a morning song or a, or a night? Any time, any time of day song. Like, is this about coffee? You don't need. Yes, about... you don't need. I mean, I feel like you would love this song because it's. It's time for the perky. Yeah, like yeah. Okay. Heck, what do I know? We should have what a segment where we just play songs from our youth, Chuck, for Moses, and be like, "Have you heard this?" And he's like, "No, I never heard this." <laughs> I think I'd surprise you though with some stuff. Okay, we'll try it. I think it's I mean, like the should. bad random stuff like that that you would because what we were talking about uh, Lucas with the lid off yeah Lucas with the lid off the last episode and you were like what is this and we're like no come on like Mike's obviously <laughs> heard Lucas with the lid off a bunch I don't of know times that one and... you'll know it if we play really no come on get, Steve give me give I me got, fifteen I got seconds coming okay it's like the, from the it's somewhere between Snow Informer and us three K. Some part of Moses is like, I'm not sure I ate. No, this is this is I've what prompted. Wait till the beat drops. 
Yeah, that drums are hard as fuck. Mike, you never heard <laughs> But just remember, I'm in the Midwest. Like, not everything made it all the way here. Mm. Oh, I didn't even think Point. about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel so, like that was a, like Spike Jones or someone did the video. I feel like it was an MTV yeah. hit more yeah, than Yeah, I think this, that was definitely a, on MTV. It had was, a this a, video. was this a melanin-impaired musician? He, I think he might... Um, I think he was uh, one of Tom Hanks' early children. <laughs> he, was, he was Chet Hanks before there was a Chet Hanks. Before there was Chet Hanks. <laughs> hey, yo, Tom. He's off because me now, scene. It's giving me, it's giving me, uh, Yo, it's giving me a lot of snow vibes. It's very snow, right? Yeah, but you know what? We we played that. Um, My dad was in Forrest Gump before. scene. <laughs> it's what prompted the uh, massive the King of Spain. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the King of Spain. Because it reminded me of that line, which that group was called. Uh, um, uh, hold on. Dude Computer wrote me Moxie Fruvis? Yeah, Mo- yeah, Moxie Fruvis. I think that shit kind of rips. I don't care. Yeah, it was a good one. You know what else kind of rips? I'm glad I'm saying this at the tail end of the episode. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you know that Culture Club tumble for you? Yeah, that's a great song. That shit fucking smacks, dude. I don't care. You. Yeah, Culture Club's dope, though. Hell yeah. Oh, is it? I don't know. I just uh, it's like what's like the the stupidest thing that I could be excited about in this moment, and I, maybe I was thinking about it because of Billy Madison. Yeah, that was in Billy Madison. True. Yeah, like a full like that, like a whole montage, yeah. like a dance montage. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I got five minutes to kill in this movie. Just, <laughs> just throw on Culture Club, let's round just it out. Throw, throw on a spicy little number. <sighs> Great album titles, by the way. Kissing to be clever. Mm. Who, who's this by? Culture Lewis Club. Lewis? I'm just looking at the um, discography. Waking up with the house on fire. These are great album titles. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, Moses wants to go to bed. I should probably go to bed. I got to be in a meeting tomorrow morning. I mean, we're two hours in, so. All right. I feel like did we? I think we we strayed a little bit because I could have done the I, I could have done an episode like this where we played every single song from the album. <laughs> Agreed. And, they have other podcasts to do. Broke it down, broke it down afterwards. Is there, if we were going to play one more song to go out on, is there anything that you guys feel like was underrepresented in the record that we didn't play? You know, uh, of all the things that you hold dear to you from this fucking classic album that everyone listening should go check out <laughs> on all major streaming platforms. Is there I anything think. you can think of, or, or, or just any any concepts of the record that we didn't touch on, or did it all sort of come up organically? I'm going to give it to Mike. He's passing the mic to Mike. Sure. Uh, in my opinion, the heart of the record is release and catch. Oh. That's a, I mean, it's a deeply personal song and there's not a lot going on and it's just your voice. Uh, I don't know, man. To, to me, that's, it's right in the middle. It's kind of the heart of the record to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, I've heard the most about release and catch from from people, which is not a thing I expected. Like I knew that it was good, but I didn't think it was going to be the thing that connected with people the most because it's incredibly 
specific and it's incredibly sad. And the but record like, is. But you don't do it in a way that's like annoying and like on on the nose. Yeah, you know, that, like you talk that. around it in, in a way and the, like there's some self-deprecation to it. Um, it's not just like sad for sad sake. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sad for sad sack sake. Sad for sad sack sake. <laughs> no, I think Mike makes a great point about that song and where it fits is that I feel like in, in particular in underground hip hop, there was a, a world where everyone was scared to be vulnerable and then atmosphere along with many artists but i always think of them as kind of the torch carriers of that when and we're like hey what would this sound like if we were still making rap music but we were vulnerable and then people took that as an avenue to make songs that were very vulnerable while also being like incredibly deliberate and almost lacking artistry and just like kind of complaining it's it's not it's not deep yeah it's not deep because it's sad Mm -hmm. exactly there's a there's a big difference and then but to hear a, a song like that that can still be like artistic one heartfelt all these things while also just showing vulnerability as kind of a an aspect to the song and not the highlight of the song makes it why the vulnerability becomes so intriguing is because it's not the not doing the song to be vulnerable doing the song to be an artist and do you remember the do you remember that um saul williams song grippo yeah it says substitute the anger and oppression for guilt and depression and it's yours Mm. He's talking about giving, you know, get like handing over hip hop to white people. Whoa! So, right? So it's wow. like Public Enemy and that, Jesus. that elk, you know, and then handing it over to white people. What was that? What is that from? That's a crazy song. Jesus, yeah, it's on Saul, Saul Williams. I think it's the self-titled one. It's one where he's in the um, oh the Amethyst Rockstar or whatever. No, yeah, the next the next one. No, not Amethyst Rockstar. The after one. Okay, no. Yeah, on the cover, he's like got a um, like a a megaphone or whatever bullhorn. Okay, yeah, yeah. nice. The, fir- the first song is "Talk to Strangers." Crazy. Okay, I have to revisit Solo that shit. Fan. Do you think that was like a direct shot at like atmosphere and Eminem? I think he was. I think he was sincere about it. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Um, until it turned dumb, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Until mm-hmm. like every white rapper was like talking about some sort of like faceless depression that they're dealing with all mm-hmm. the time, you know, mm-hmm. like some my sort of life, fake. my life is like hard, dude. <laughs> like my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the walls are always closing in. <laughs> but I mean, and I, I didn't mean that. I, I was a huge, huge atmosphere fan at that time. I don't mean it at all as a. As a no, shot at I, them, I was I'm like, not, imp- I was, no, I'm not aiming it at them. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. they they did the thing in a way that was interesting at the time, but then like everybody, everybody yeah. grabs the thing and then does it in a way less interesting way. Mm-hmm. It um, was it was domino number five. Like once right. that spawned this, that spawned this, that spawned this. Where even stuff that would come out on rhyme stairs, I would be like, oh, this I can't fuck with. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. No, I was a big fan of Atmosphere. You know, I mean, I. I listened to those Lucy Ford till that shit didn't work yeah. anymore. You know, like I loved that stuff. So, yeah, um, agreed. It's interesting to go back and listen to it today because it was like, I think there was something about it that also was of the time. You know, but like production wise, I still think Ant is is great. You know, a lot, yeah. a lot of really, really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good loops, man. From, that guy's good. Yeah, Lucy Ford, God Loves Ugly. I think you can't imagine how much fun. That's probably like the Seven's right Travels. There. Is that the one? Seven's the Travels. One? Yeah, that's the other one. Yeah, Seven's Travels. I've never got the uh, bug. I've never got the slug bug. Slug bug. 
stop writing raps and go play volleyball? <laughs> I don't know. Line? No, nobody. I don't, yeah. I, don't right. <laughs> I talk about this with Dan a lot, and he's always like, nah, man, you had to have been there. Like, that dude was the coolest. And, I, and I'm always like, mm, I, don't, I don't hear it. Like, there was I'm, like the, I'm, I'm just, in the same I'm in the same boat. I'm before sorry. before it went emo, so, there I've was tried. like a there was Overcast and then there was an album that came out after that where Spawn was out of the group and it was called uh it was like the Headshots mixtape mm-hmm. and it was Headshots Volume Seven and it's just slug rhyming, but it's all very much like braggadocia battle rap with like a hint of vulnerability. And I mean that shit uh, that's the one I could listen to today and still be like Holy shit! This guy was fucking insane. And it's like terribly mastered cool. and mixed, but and Overcast was cool. It wasn't like as I don't know emo as like God Loves Ugly or whatever. Like it had it a little bit, but it was still sort of mm-hmm. you know like what was that the the big one Scapegoat? That was a good tune. Yeah, that was. Good. I think the thing that drug down Overcast was that the other MC was not. Uh, like quite as not that he was bad, but he wasn't quite as progressive. And I think what everyone was interested about the record was the slug pieces. So yeah. it was only a natural evolution that they were going to sure. face. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. But like my life, man. My life is all <laughs> so sad. My rhymes, my pen, my pen. <laughs> I cry into my hands. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get into release and catch. Let's take us out of here. This has been Chrome Bills episode 182. Moses, thank Rockwell. you for having thank me. You both. Thank, thank you, you guys. Both. All right, fantastic. Regular Love the heavy. record. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Right, good, good night, guys. I don't compute with the consumer game. Born a stupid human being. Oh, he just straight up hung up. Oh, he dropped. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, I'm going to bed. Every breath is a bit.